welcome back to another episode of Bloom Theory Podcast. Happy Friday. Today I'm being a little bit late because I am not going to lie, I've been really tired this week and I just did not get around to recording. So this is getting to you a little bit late. My name is Jillian. If you're new here, this is my podcast where I talk about how you can quote unquote bloom in life, in your career, and what it is to be happy and tailor your passions and your interests for your dream career. And of course, that is the question we are all trying to ask. So today, the topic that I'm going to be talking about is finding creativity in our somewhat logical world where a lot of times, especially in careers, I feel like it is highly encouraged to be logical and make the smartest option and use your brain. And of course, I know this because I am actually a STEM major and I'm going to be starting my PhD soon in molecular medicine. So I know a lot about what it is to always look at all your options and make the most informed and logical decision, but I think that at many times creativity can be overlooked, and so that kind of just got me thinking about this topic, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So first, I'm just going to do a little bit of a weekly recap before I get started talking about the topic. So last week was actually pretty fun and eventful. Um, The house search is definitely moving along. I'm not going to talk too much in detail about that just because, yeah, I don't, (laughs) if you know, you know, I just don't want to like say anything and not like jinx it. I don't really know if I believe in that, but I don't want to say anything too soon. So the house search definitely moving along, Um, going a little bit better than last time, I think better than last time I recorded. And, uh, let's see, what did I do last week? So, one thing that was pretty exciting, I met my PI for the lab that I will be rotating with in my first rotation of my PhD program, and that will be beginning in July, so it's coming up fairly quickly, and it was really exciting to talk to him because it's just nice to get a fresh new perspective on a different lab, a different PI, and just his view of things as far as the dynamic of a lab and his expectations. And it also just put me a little bit more at ease knowing, um, getting to know him a little bit better. We actually talked for a good hour and 15 minutes or so. He's extremely easy to talk to. So it was just kind of comforting and exciting to know that I'll be with someone that seems pretty cool for the summer and it'll start off my rotation strong, hopefully. (laughs) Um, also that was on Tuesday and then on Wednesday I actually got to go out and meet my previous co-workers for my friend Allie's birthday. So we went out for a little happy hour and I got to see all my previous co-workers and then all the new people that have actually joined the lab since I left and they have so many new staff so I almost felt like the new person in that, in that group honestly. But it was really cool to catch out with all of them and see their faces and honestly it's kind of funny because even my old boss was there because he's pretty chill too. So I got to see the whole gang (laughs) and it was just a good time. 
So it was really nice because for me, I think it's really important to have a good dynamic in the workplace. I really got along a lot with those coworkers, and I was genuinely sad when I left that job just because I had such a good relationship with everybody pretty much I worked with. And so I was kind of nervous and sad that I kind of wouldn't have that relationship anymore after I left the job. But they all are basically my age. Well, yeah, for the most part, they're all around the same age, like under 30 for the most part. And we all got along so well. So we definitely kept in touch. We still go out together. We still, you know, meet up every so often. And it's just really nice. I don't know. I haven't seen them for a while. So it was nice to catch up. And then, unfortunately, because I have just so much going on, I was going to meet up with my friend Autumn on Saturday, and I canceled that because sometimes, sometimes you just need a day to do nothing, and almost every single day of the weekend for the past, like, month, we've been going to look at houses, and I have also just been like hanging out with friends and then on Sunday I also had a birthday party for my brother-in-law since I had like a kind of booked week and then also the weekend would be booked. I unfortunately had to cancel those plans so Autumn if you're listening I am sad about that but (laughs) we are postponing for sure. Um, I still want to do we were going to go to this really cute I think it's a barn honestly I'm not really sure what it is but it's a barn with a little art gallery and a little tiny cafe coffee shop type thing and they have Pilates class or not Pilates they have um yoga classes and little craft fairs and craft classes and if you know me in autumn that's just our cup of tea especially whenever we hang out we always try to kind of do something new or go somewhere new and just do a new experience together. It's kind of funny. It's like we go on friend dates, (laughs) but it's just, it just makes it all the more fun to do something new. And then we both like taking pictures and doing photography and practicing that. So of course we like to go to cute little aesthetic places as well. So I was a little bit bummed, but I knew that I needed to just cancel that because I was starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed and there's a lot of things that I needed to get done the past few weeks and like the upcoming weeks and I'm still prepping to move and everything so I just didn't want to overload myself and then be irritable and cranky because I don't know if you guys ever get this way but it's like you you plan all these social functions maybe it's just the introvert in me honestly maybe it's the INTJ in me (laughs) but your girl cannot have too many social outings in a row or I will be burnt out and end up being cranky. (laughs) So I knew I didn't want to get that way and I didn't want to feel overwhelmed and stressed and take it out on, you know, I don't know, my husband probably. (laughs) So I was like, I'm just going to cut something out of my schedule and it's probably better for everyone. So we postponed that and then as I said before, I had a fun birthday party with family for my brother-in-law, and that was fun. So I got to see friends, family, I guess talk to my future PI for the summer, so very productive. This week I had a rough work week so far, but I did save a baby bird, so that's a highlight. (laughs) That's a highlight of this week. I saved a baby cardinal that fell out of a tree, and it was pretty adorable. 
So, <laughs> yeah, that's just the quick little summary of my week. One more thing that I did make the other night was these banana peanut butter oatmeal bites. This is completely random, but I'm trying to get more into making myself healthier snacks. I like baking and I like cooking, so I'm like, why do I always just never make like breakfast foods or anything like that, like pre-made breakfast food? So for the first time, I tried to do oatmeal bites, and it was a 10 out of 10 success. It's like a healthy version of banana bread, so I basically just put like chocolate chip, banana chocolate chips, and a tiny little bit of pecans. Yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend. I eat them, I've probably been eating too many, but they're relatively healthy because I just put bananas, <clears throat> bananas, peanut butter, I mean I guess the chocolate chips aren't the greatest for you, but I didn't put that many in there. And then um, I think baking soda, a little bit of sweetener, like um, just a little bit of vanilla and syrup and I think that's basically it and I put protein powder in it definitely definitely look up some oatmeal bites on Pinterest definitely worth it okay <laughs> now I am done with the little week recap but now I'm just going to get into the topic that we are going to talk about today so as I've said before my husband is kind of away from home right now so I have a lot of time to myself you know, normally when you live with someone, you kind of have the same work schedule, and right now we don't, so I have a lot of time to myself. And I've really gotten to tap into that creativity side of myself, even though I feel like I haven't really done enough, but it's kind of allowed me to reflect on that. And I remember when I was single, I guess like high school and college, and I would just always be writing or painting or drawing and it just made me realize I feel like I need to tap back into that creative side of myself because it really helps me feel happier and I think just overall my life just is a little bit happier and I feel like I'm thriving and my parents have always said that it's so important to have your different hobbies and your different talents because you know if something comes crashing down you still have everything else that defines you and I think that is why it's so important to tap into all your different passions and all your different interests for example like I did gymnastics for like 12 years and whenever something got really really tough my parents would be like you're more than this if you quit you can go do something else. It's not like you are only a gymnast or, you know, if you're a student and you put so much, so much emphasis into your grades and then you fail at something, it's like the world comes crashing down on you because you're known as a smart student. You're, you pride yourself on how smart you are. And I think that's, that's fine to, you know, find those things that define you and really, really work hard at them. But it's another thing to only define yourself as that one particular thing because then once something may go wrong, which is highly possible, you know, you can't put all of your value into that one thing because you, you won't know who you are in a way. And I think that's what can happen a lot of times with what I see in these elite gymnasts 
Sorry, making gymnastics references. That's basically the only sport I did after I was like 10 years old. Um, But it seems like they feel so lost once they retire from a sport. And I'm sure this happens with other sports. I just don't really like personally keep up with (laughs) anyone in like professional sports other than gymnasts. But they just always, I always see them say how they feel so lost and you know, it's tough when you do do something like that, that's that's your entire life, and so I'm not saying it's necessarily their fault or anything, but this is basically just, you know, like, the lesson that my parents would teach me, that you don't want to define yourself as one single characteristic of yourself, because (laughs) that sentence doesn't make sense, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying, um, you don't want to define yourself as one particular thing. I completely just went on a rant about that, but I'm sure you guys get the idea. But just to get back to creativity and kind of tapping into that, I think that everyone has a creative side to them. As someone who kind of naturally has always been drawn towards painting and drawing and I guess what you would consider as the typical fine arts, I guess, I've had a lot of people say to me, oh my goodness, you're so creative, you're so artistic, I can't even draw a stick figure. (laughs) And I just want to say that I personally think that every single person is creative. We all have the same brains. (laughs) That, that, okay, that's not true. We all, (laughs) we all have a creative part of our brain. And I think that it's just about tapping into that part of your creative side of your brain. And I know that there's a lot of people that are terrible at drawing but you know they okay (laughs) sorry Joey if you're listening to this he's probably not but my husband he just he doesn't draw like he never was into drawing he never draws he draws like stick figures no hate on stick figures I'm sure there's some great stick figures out there (laughs) but um he's just not like in that sense artistic or I guess creative, but he is amazing at guitar. A lot of it's self, self-taught, and so he's just kind of a natural talent at music. And so I just think that it's about finding your creative side of yourself, and expanding on that, and learning, and kind of exploring that part of you, so that you can feel like a more well-rounded person. And I think in that way, everything is you know, in balance. If you do anything in excess, I don't think it's ever really that good. And it's always good to add maybe a little new hobby if you need to take a break from something that feels like it's all-consuming and consuming so much of your life, so much of your time. There's always a way to kind of escape into creativity. I think that there's really no way to explain how it feels when you make something new from just your creative mind. Maybe I'm going to get a little bit too art nerd. I'm not really, I wouldn't consider myself like a super artsy, nerdy type because I never have taken really any art classes except for maybe two in college that were prereqs. Um, so please take what I say with a grain of salt. These are just my thoughts. So here's just my thoughts and take on you know, how to get back into your creative side of yourself, or if you've never really explored that side of yourself, how you can try to at least find a creative outlet for yourself. 
so that those things that are really logical and time-consuming and maybe if you feel burnt out can be set aside for a second and you can do something creative, give your mind a break and kind of re-energize because that's how I feel when I tap into a creative side of myself and I feel like I enter a completely new world and it just almost completely relaxes my brain on the logical side and then I can go back to being a scientist. (laughs) Another reference to atomic habits would be that um, when you form a new habit you want to become the person that would do that habit. So for example If you want to become an artist, you need to first say that you're an artist. That actually made me realize that and the other book, um, The Artist's Way. It made me realize that it doesn't always necessarily mean that your actions need to come first to say you're an artist. Because once you say you're an artist, your actions will follow because you will actually become that person. And I don't know if that sounds a little strange to you guys, but it really does make sense because then once you think of yourself as I am this person, you are kind of mentally giving yourself the tools to say, wait, I have the tools to become a creative person. I can do these things and I can make new things and I have the capability to do this. So I just need to do it. So not only in Atomic Habits and the book called The Artist's Way, um, another book that is good is Art and Fear. So all of these books I think are really good to learn a bit, little bit more about yourself and how to be creative. So Art and Fear is Art and Fear Observations on the Perils and Rewards of Art Making. And so just like the title states, it talks a lot about art and why you fear making art or what holds you back from making a piece or even thinking that your piece is worth finishing, worthwhile, and if you should, you know, continue making art. And it talks about how you can change your mindset on, you know, your tools and your creativity. The Artist's Way, it tells you actual things that you can do in order to be creative. So for example, one of the very first things it tells you is to have, I think it calls it the morning pages. And so I'm sure you've seen a lot of people apply the same thing to writing in a journal every morning or writing three things that they're grateful for, or um, maybe even just one sentence about a goal for the day. So it really is just about starting your day with something that is creative and opens your mind to expanding on that. And so for the most part, if you write two sentences on something, once you get started and once you make a habit of it, it's so much easier to find yourself sitting down and writing paragraphs. And so The Artist's Way is just such a good book to actually use as kind of a guide and it's almost written like a school book in a way where it gives you assignments to do and you continue to do them and build upon them and I don't know if I ever actually fully finished it but it definitely is very helpful and again honestly this podcast is 
something that I've been thinking over and I'm kind of telling myself some of these things just as much as I'm telling you guys because these are the things that I know kind of start a creative mindset in myself and I know it can almost trigger a response that I start thinking more creatively instead of getting in this closed mindset of staring at a blank canvas or a blank page and not knowing what to paint or write. And of course, like I said before, everyone has their own form of creativity. And so although my form of creativity is painting and drawing for the most part, um, this could also mean other things for other people, like sitting down at a piano and starting to play again. And so once you say that you are an artist or you are a creative person, it really makes a difference because you know that you can start doing these things consistently instead of thinking that you already have that closed mindset or instead of already having that closed mindset and not even starting in the first place. And it kind of, this actually kind of reminds me of the, I, I can't remember if it's considered a documentary or a movie, but if any of you have learned of the artist Banksy, he's kind of a common street artist or well-known street artist that he, I, I don't know if anyone knows who he actually is. He's very mysterious. He's a British uh, street artist that spray paints very political and ironic images on the sides of buildings, and people actually end up, like, putting plexiglass over there because they're worth so much money, and he has pop-up shops, and anyway, so he's made this movie called Exit Through the Gift Shop. And it's kind of confusing at first as you watch it because it has Banksy talking with a, like, jarbled, garbled voice. And because he's still trying to keep his identity um, hidden. And then there's this other person that starts acting like Banksy. And he's the complete opposite. He's so flashy. He says he's this amazing artist. And he suddenly starts selling his stuff for so much money and he's basically as the documentary tries to kind of portray it is that he is you know kind of a copycat but my point is is that this reminds me of saying you are an artist you become one and it's almost like the fake it till you make it kind of thing but this guy ended up being an artist and it's kind of about at one point do you become the creative person when you are doing the creative things or when you decide that, okay, I'm going to be a creative person today? Because this guy obviously wasn't the most what people may consider a fine artist. And he also was kind of copying other people with really strange art, but yet it was selling for all this money. But because he really flaunted his art and he said he was an artist people believed it and he found his own style and he found his own thing so then you're thinking wait so this guy really is an artist because now he found his style even though it's strange but this that strangeness is his style so therefore now he kind of has his own artistic style so I just thought that was kind of an interesting I guess relevant <laughs> tidbit exit through the gift shop you guys should watch it if you like I guess, learning about Banksy and street art, anything like that. As far as books 
and actually learning to make creativity a habit and doing it every day. Obviously, the books I previously talked about are good, but if you're not maybe into maybe reading about that, but you just want to feel inspired, I suggest maybe reading a romance book or something that has some strange, I guess, twists and turns and something that is a bit unrealistic. I've noticed that books like that almost remind me of childhood storybooks in a way. And I guess you could also, I know some people actually like to read kids, I guess, novels as adults because they're just so creative and whimsical. And I feel like that can actually make your mind think a little bit more creatively and think about things differently instead of just what you see in reality. Um, I'll briefly just go over some romance books that I like that are classics. Um, The Great Gatsby obviously is one of my number one books that I really like as far as romance and mystery. It's kind of, I've actually realized, come to realize that recently I like books that are written a little bit more I guess not what you'd think when you think of a mystery book, but it has an element of mystery behind it, and it also has romance, but the way it's written is similar to a normal classic novel, if that makes sense. I am by no means an English person. I accidentally called, I accidentally said, let's, I'm going to throw a coup, and instead of coup, I said haiku the other day, so I know nothing about English or words. Just the way it's written, I kind of like the way The Great Gatsby's written, and Where the Crawdads Sing, I feel like they reminded me of each other because they're not specifically focused on the mystery the entire time, but you get hints of the mystery throughout the book, yeah, like scattered throughout the book, and you'd remember that there's an element of mystery But then there's also romance in it, and it's just woven together so well that you wouldn't call it just a mystery book, but you also wouldn't just call it a romance book. It was just a well, they're both just well-written novels, and so I highly recommend those if you like more as well, like Where the Crawdads Sing, like I said before. A little bit more flowery language, lots of descriptions, and I feel like it just perfectly paints this beautiful picture of the marsh and what's going on in the book. And I think thinking creatively, creatively, (laughs) thinking creatively and reading, I think it could really spark just some inspiration if you're trying to gain inspiration for writing, if that's your creative outlet, and even painting. I think that sometimes reading can help spark some creativity. Find your inspiration, for example, reading and also going on Pinterest. You can make mood boards, you can scroll through pins, you can scroll through boards. Now they have sections that you can divide up within those boards. It's so much inspiration thrown at you, literally at your fingertips, whatever you want. And I think Pinterest is so amazing. I am completely addicted to Pinterest, but I think that it's so important to find your inspiration time and then find your creativity time where you take action on that inspiration because I think so many people are and they say this in the artist way as well a lot of people are admirers of art but not a lot of people 
become the artist because it's so much easier to dream and it's so much easier to encourage other people and find inspiration and dream about doing it and then you can take claim of that because you know you can obsess over it like someone obsesses over a sports team but not a lot of people have the discipline enough to actually do it and take action on it so my tip for you guys is just I think Pinterest is a great source of inspiration reading looking at inspirational pictures I think that's always actually what I do when before I make an art piece or write anything I look love to look at like Pinterest for inspiration I think that it is to a limit because you know sometimes you can listen to like um, read things look at Pinterest and then you never end up doing it you're just ending up spending time dreaming and I think in the same way um, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts that are all over the place I have podcasts centered around business podcasts that are centered around wellness and lifestyle, um, some psychology ones, some science ones, and I even have some creativity and art podcasts that I listen to, and I love listening to these at work because while I'm doing work, obviously, you know, I can either listen to music or podcasts, and I wouldn't be doing actually any art (laughs) in any way, but then normally I don't listen to podcasts that much at home and so that's kind of my time to listen to my podcast and then if I'm home I'm like okay this is the time that I actually need to do things because if you just sit and listen all the time you're not actually learning from them if you're not applying them that's just my two cents one podcast that I think is really great for breaking those creative creativity boundaries and I guess art This one is a little bit more focused on drawing and art, and he's very, I guess, spunky and high energy, so if you like a little bit more of chill podcasts, uh, (laughs) I'm not sure if you'd like his podcast, but Andy J Pizza um, has a podcast named Creative Pep Talk, and I love listening to his podcast about just kind of getting out of a creative rut you know, thinking about things differently, practicing your creativity, um, ways to kind of spice up your creative practice. And so I highly recommend if you guys are into art or any sort of creative practice or um, creative outlet to take a look at creative, or I guess take a listen at Creative Pep Talk by Andy J Pizza. By the way, that's not his actual last name, I don't think, but I think it's listed as Andy Pizza. Um, I'll have to check up on that, but yeah, so highly recommend his podcast. Um, I think that that's pretty much all that I wanted to talk to you guys about today, my little tips. I really rambled, and I'm sorry I kind of jumped all over the place in this podcast. I can get a little bit excited when talking about art and being creative but again like I said a lot of this is towards myself as much it is as it is towards the audience because I am always the dreamer where I'm looking at Pinterest and not actually taking action when I know I'm fully capable of creating a piece of art or doing a sketch and making something new 
And so this is just a little reminder to myself and you guys that you are a creative person, no matter who you are. And if you haven't found it yet, there's something out there for you that I'm sure you're great at and will help your creative juices flow. (laughs) I hope that this podcast helped you guys maybe break out of a creative rut or learn more about yourself. I hope that you try to explore more about yourself after listening to this podcast. And if you listened to it all the way through and really enjoyed it, I would really appreciate if you rated it five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts also has an option to leave a review. If you leave a review, I would love to actually read some of them on the podcast if I have a chance. And maybe (laughs) good or bad review, I'll read it, honestly. Um, So thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk to you guys next week.